You're tuning in and turning on to the Inside Game with Mitch Newman. A chance to dig in and dig deep and how to move from all or nothing results, even sporadic results, to sustainable lifetime results in every aspect of your personal and professional life. Truth be told, none of us escape stuff. And what would it be like to effectively weather any season or storm that comes your way with determination, dignity, with grace, and gratitude? Knowing the truth of who you are will always carry you well across the finish line. So if you're ready to match your insides with your outsides, let's jump in. I was uh, scrolling through social media the other day. A favorite pastime of mine. <laughs> just to see what's out there, just to see how people are putting themselves out there. That's always a curiosity for me. And uh, I'll talk about that in a podcast as well. Um, but I, I came across a a clip of a a dog that uh, was trained to know when their owner is going into seizure, about to have a seizure. <clears throat> I guess it senses, I don't know if it senses a change in blood sugar, something drops, but the dog seems to know before the human knows and signals the human. Um, and then depending upon if there's a seizure, the dog is trained to literally put their head underneath the person's head to protect them from hurting themselves. And I just got, man, that's just so fascinating because it's another example of the power of frequency and how we are energy and just how animals <laughs> are more in tune with that energy perhaps than, uh, than humans, at least uh, a lot of the humans that I've known over the years. But I thought to myself, God, isn't that fascinating that, that the dog senses that before it's about to happen? And I thought, hmm. So I started really kind of processing that in my brain. And I realized, that, you know, in a way, we know that for ourselves just before we're ready to kind of lapse into what I would call becoming consciously unconscious, where we are triggered and we go over the top and we have we go into a highly reactive state, highly fight or flight state, and that there really are, if we really want to pay attention and be our best observers, I often talk about, there really is an opportunity to start to look at, well, what are some of the trigger points that we know are taking place, that we know are happening, and what if we could intercept them, pick up on the change in frequency within our own bodies? And be able to turn them faster, meaning turning ourselves back, cutting the refractory rate, as a mentor of mine would say, cutting the refractory rate so that we are um, not only triggered less often, which I love to talk about, but but that we're actually triggered for that much shorter duration of time because what we immediately do, just like the dog signals, gets down on the ground encourage the owner to get down on the ground, positions itself in a way to be able to support the owner's head from banging on the floor, that we could actually intercept that, sense it, and stop, pause, and put into place a series of inside game moves, part of our inside game plan, which 
I am so excited. I'm getting ready to launch a workshop on the inside game plan. Um, more about that later. But that we could actually start to implement right away some inside game plan strategies that would shift it for us. Because most people don't necessarily think about, I do, but most people don't necessarily think about what are their trigger points? What do they notice that's happening in their body just as they're about to cross over this other side here, you know, into uncertainty and doubt and fear and fight or flight and all that? What is actually going on? And I'm kind of in tune with that with myself when I sense that's happening. And there's certain physical sensations in my body that I start to notice and other things as well in terms of thoughts and everything. So I've asked a couple of people, I talked to a couple of people, I said, you know, what do you notice? And they go, God, you know, I never really thought about that. And they, it was, it was so fascinating to me that the couple of people I spoke to and hardly a test group, by the way, hardly a test group, but a couple of people I spoke to really couldn't think of what happens to them just before or what sets them off or what triggers them, what actually happens to them physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. And then I started, I said, well, I put together a list. And I just sat down and I just, bam, I just put a list together of moments for me where I know I'm crossing over into that danger zone. Let's call it the danger zone. And I, I rattled off the list of the, to all these people and uh, all these people, all three people. And all three of them go, oh, wow, I do that. Oh, do I do that? I do a couple of those things. I Actually, it sounds like I do all of those things. And so it was a great awareness piece. And so I want to kind of go over some of the, the trigger points, and maybe this could be of support to you as well in, in, in listening to this and starting to get maybe deeper in touch with or in touch with for the first time, what are the things that start to take place for you based on my experiences and based on what I've watched other people go through from an observer standpoint and when I'm observing myself that you can start to become your best observer and say, oh, okay, I'm feeling this coming on right now. I sense this coming on right now. I'm having this experience in the body. I'm having these kinds of thoughts. This is my kind of you know, danger zone, and I want to implement something in real time to bring me back to the present moment to really work with, in a really powerful way, what is upsetting my peace so that I can ultimately be more peaceful. So here are a couple things that, uh, well, maybe slightly a little more than a couple things, but here are some things that came forward for me. Um, one is when I start to entertain negative self-talk. When I start to go to a place where I'm putting myself down, I'm in a, a place that's really just, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. It's really... Uh, me whipping myself in thinking I'm whipping myself into shape, but I'm actually whipping myself down. And listen, nobody can say to me anything more horrible than what I can say to myself. I know what triggers me. You may not. So I know I can get there faster than anybody. And we all can for ourselves. But then I start to realize, okay, that's negative self-talk. That's one of them. Another one that I do is isolating where I pull back away from people. I may pull away from my wife. I may pull away from my kids. I may just be just less interested. And I just kind of find myself just pulling back, going into my office, doing something, but just being alone. 
getting quiet. Um, maybe you can relate to that. I know that's isolation is a very, very popular choice for sure for men. And I know women do it as well, but for sure, a very popular choice from, uh, for men, uh, distraction. I might use something or do something to distract, distract myself. It might be for me, um, food. I might just go, oh, I'm going to go snack and munch and crunch and do all that stuff. So I'm going to just avoid what it is that I know that's on my plate. I avoid what I know that needs to get done. And I'm just going to distract myself by doing something else because something is stirring inside of me that's kind of pushing me over the top. Um, I may transfer behavior. I may actually transfer my behavior um, into a whole other place where I've just actually just shift the way I'm talking to people or shift the way I'm uh, challenging my wife about something or my kids uh, to the point where my wife might go, are you something going on with you? <laughs> are you okay? Um, she may be observing me talking in a certain way to, to our girls. And thank God she calls me on it. Um, one that I used to do a lot. I don't do it at all. I don't know that I do it at all anymore, but I used to do this a lot with napping. I used to find a way to just check out and go take a nap or I found myself getting, my physical body was just so overwhelmed by the mental and emotional thoughts that I just want to nap. I just want to disappear into the room. And I wouldn't say, I'm going to go take a nap. I would just kind of walk off. You just kind of walk away from everybody and you don't say anything and you just walk away and you just go take a nap. That's one of the things that I find that, I, that I've done in the past. Um, when I talked about transferring behavior, it's another way of, of talking about procrastination. I might find myself really procrastinating and just avoiding the things that I need to get done. I may find that my mood drops incredibly low. It just shifts. I just, the frequency just drops, like the floor just drops out from underneath me. The tone of voice changes. My energy level changes. I feel a physical shift in my body. So the mood just, it's just low mood, low mood. Um, I also find that one of those patterns is really when I notice I'm having a shorter attention span where I can't really focus on anything that anybody's really talking about. So if they say it and they keep talking, I just, I check out, I just check out. I just can't pay attention to it. You know, it's just, it's, it's too much. It's, it's too overwhelming. Or sometimes if somebody's saying something and then they're repeating themselves and basically saying the same thing over and over again and they just it's like going on and on. I just I don't have a patience for that. I don't have even have the words to say, please stop. <laughs> I just check out. Um, sometimes it's anger. Sometimes anger comes up for me where I'm I'm just snapping. I'm quick to quick to anger, quick to snap about something that maybe in the past wouldn't bother me um, at all. But all of a sudden, hmm. There I go, and all of a sudden I'm saying something that I'm going, wow, that's pretty intense. Um, or, you know, I may just be projecting my stuff onto other people. It's the greatest distraction in the world for having to look at myself or realize that I'm about to cross over to the, into the danger zone where I just better, um, let me just project my stuff onto you. And, you know, <laughs> it's just the easiest way for me to not have to, to look at or to avoid anything that, you know, that I'm doing. Um, 
And along with projection is blaming. I'm going to blame you. I'm going to judge you. I'm just going to use everything I can to deflect it away from myself. And I just feel that. And then I feel that kind of energy in my body where I just, I just, I feel exhausted. Like there's a physical exhaustion that starts to take over for me when I'm moving into that zone of, of, um, checking out basically, you know, they call it fight, flight, freeze. I think there's a couple other ones that they reference as well. Um, but sometimes people just freeze, you know, they just, they just go into that place. So the key is when you you think about this laundry list that I just kind of laid on you, um, you may have to go back and listen to it again. Um, but I will tell you that the, the key is, is that I don't, I don't enjoy myself. I don't enjoy myself when I'm occupying that space, any of those spaces. I just don't. And I realize I'm, you know, when I talk about consciously unconscious, I mean, I'm in that, those are states of unconsciousness for me, but I'm consciously aware that I'm doing it and I don't like it. It's not a comfortable place for me. I don't, I'm not enjoying myself in the process. So the goal, the goal for me is, is when I see myself going into those places, starting down a path and it just one, you know, doesn't mean just cause I'm quick to anger about one thing. doesn't necessarily mean, oh my God, warning, danger. But it's usually a combination of the ones that I just read off to you that kind of just fall into place in a relatively short period of time. So it's important for me in the process because it's not a state that I enjoy being in and it's not something that's fun for me. And because I'm aware of it and that's not where I want to live my life and that energy, I want to raise my frequency. My goal is is to be what I've always talked about is be my best observer. Like I really pull back and observe myself and what's going on. And sometimes I know exactly what's going on and sometimes I don't, but I know that the behaviors that I'm now taking on are a sign. They're an indication. And I might not be able to figure it out in that moment what it is. I may have to get back into the present moment, may not have to use an inside game plan strategy and then have a minute or two sometimes a day reflect and realize oh that's what that was that's what was going on for me so it's not about having to know in the moment what is this now i need to know what this is right now sometimes it's very apparent to me and other times i'm not 100 percent sure i just trust my own instincts and i have my own discernment around those types of behavior patterns and those types of choices that i may be making and how the combination of two or three of those, which can lead to even more, are real signs for me that I need to put into place an inside game plan tool for myself. Now, that may just be breathing. Whenever you're in fight or flight, I've always find, for at least for myself, I always find myself shallow breathing. I'm breathing from my neck up, I'm not really breathing really deeply. So I may do some great, really cool Wim Hof breaths. If you're not familiar with Wim Hof, please Google Wim Hof, Godfather of the Cold Plunge and incredible breathing technique. I may go into some Wim Hof breathing just to kind of bring it all back to center. I may sit down and just pull out a piece of paper or I actually have a, a gratitude pad that I have that kind of creates allows me to create a list of things that I'm grateful for. 
I may go into another meditation. There are times in the day where my wife and I just realize that, oh my God, you know, these types of patterns are starting to like kick in a little bit. And, you know, we're noticing we're speaking very fast. We're noticing we're very anxious. We're noticing we're, we're just seeing those kinds of things and it's really affecting our mood and it's really affecting um, other parts of our own behavior and the way we're talking to each other, or perhaps the kids or just the, just the energy, the frequency just drops. And they say, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go to a, a quick 15 minute meditation. And we go and we do it and we understand because we understand that the inside game strategy is really a pit stop strategy that you do throughout the day. Because I don't know about you, but I, you know, in order for me to really be able to, to function at a high level, to, to put a lot of great stuff out into the world, I know that, that I'm going to have challenges during the course of a day and I need to have that inside game plan strategy humming working continuously throughout the day with my outside game plan. And so if I allow any one of those things, any one of those trigger points that I just listed, any one of those trigger points to really take hold and, you know, one leads to another, it leads to another, leads to another. And now all of a sudden I'm in it. The more that's in place, the, the longer period of time it takes me to get back to center. So when I can be aware of it sooner because I'm observing myself and I'm aware of, of the discomfort I feel in my body when I start to go to these places, I'm able to implement one of my inside game plan strategies and one of my tools to be able to pull me back to center so I can continue moving forward. And like I said, I may know in that moment what's causing this, what story I'm running, what belief system is up for growth and healing. And I may not. So if I, if I know, I can incorporate it right into whatever strategy I'm doing. If it's forgiveness because of something I'm still judging myself about, bam, there it is. I have an opportunity to forgive myself. So, but like I said, sometimes I don't know. Sometimes you're not gonna necessarily going to know. Sometimes you won't know. And so when I get myself back to center and start to move forward, I don't just go, oh, well, I got back to center and moving forward. That's fine. I go, no, there was, there was an opportunity there, and I don't want to miss the opportunity because when you miss the opportunity, guess what? It comes back again. <laughs> so I'll then, you know, having more peace of mind, be able to look at it and say, okay, so what was going on at that time? What were the series of things that were taking place? Who was I talking to? Was there anything that was upsetting to me? Sometimes I have a delayed reaction a day or two later around something that somebody said to me that meant nothing to me or I had no reaction to in the moment that it was shared with me. And then thinking about it, 24, 48, 72 hours later, all of a sudden it realizes it triggers me. So be, be grace, be grace filled with yourself. <laughs> uh, I know I am, and I know how important that is for me because sometimes I do have a delayed reaction and sometimes it takes me a little while to realize what that was about. But then I want to go back and work with that. I want to take the opportunity to work with that because if I don't, it's going to just come back and keep rearing its ugly head. And the beauty is in utilizing everything for my growth and upliftment. That's my goal. That's what I like to do. That's the stuff that excites me because this is the, this is the playground. This is uh, earth school. So 
bear those in mind. Uh, listen back to them. I'll kind of, I'll just write them off real quick. Negative self-talk, isolating, distraction, uh, napping, procrastination, judgment, uh, blame, projection, uh, my attention span. I've got a low mood. I may get uh, lethargic, drowsy, check out. Uh, may find my anger click clicks in a little bit too quickly about stuff that maybe perhaps I wouldn't be. Um, you know, maybe I'm procrastinating about stuff. Those are the kinds of things that I notice for myself. You may relate to them, and you may also find that there are others that you do and that you participate in. Um, it's not an it's not a limited list. It's whatever you notice that's happening uh, inside of you when this starts to occur. So. Um, the inside game strategies are really what's going to cut the refractory period and allow you to get back to center and be able to move forward in the direction that you're going. So bear those in mind, uh, check in, see what resonates for you. And please always, always, always be your best observer. I'm Mitch Newman. We'll see you again next time. So if you enjoy this episode and like what you're hearing, I would appreciate you subscribing to this podcast and Consider sharing this as well with a friend who may have an interest in fine-tuning their own inside game. Any comments, reviews, suggestions, all are welcomed and appreciated. Tagging me in your stories is also a great way to pass the word and provide me with additional confirmation that the content is landing, at least somewhere. <laughs> and if I'm missing the mark, don't hold back. I want to hear that too. So, until next time, don't hesitate to dig in, go deep, and find your magic. <laughs>